Welcome back to the TTPA, Tatani Talks Perke Avos, the year where we talk a Mishnah of Perke Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in season five with the commentary of the Sforno, with the translation and explanatory notes of Rabbi Pelkovich. We have made it to chapter two, Perak Bet. We are in Mishnah Bet, paragraph two. Rabbi Gamliel, Benosha Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi Omer, a phrase that I really, really like. Rabbi Gamliel, the son of Rabbi Yehuda, says, the Nasim, Yafa Tama Torah Im Derech Eretz. Torah study is good together with an occupation. Two translations, Derech Eretz can mean an occupation, a trade, a job, something you do for a living, your life calling, which hopefully makes you money if it's a passion. And Derech Eretz also could obviously mean good manners and proper outlook and moral guidance on life, which of course comes from the Torah and Judaism, and of course with the help of Pirkeavos itself. You can't have one with the other without the other. You need both together, a learner-earner, an earner-learner, someone who works and someone who learns. Not someone who learns full-time, someone who works full-time. No, together, symbiotic, parallel, coming together, relationship. You need them together. Why? Because the exertion of them together makes sin forgotten. If you're in the study hall all day, I've said this many times before, you can't practically implement most of the Torah. If you're in the study hall all day, how are you ever going to be challenged to have ethics and truth and proper honesty and a business dealing? If you're in the study hall the entire day, how are you going to be involved in Shiloh Hakim, for example? If you never leave the four walls of the base ministry, you never have any real challenges in some ways. You don't have any real-world challenges. You're stuck in the confines of the base midrash. You're in the nest. You're in the con- you're in the security of the four walls. You don't have really a lot of life challenges that many balabatim and, and, bal- and balasabatim have out there that they have to struggle with on a daily basis. Really need to together. And if you're in the work but you're not studying, how are you going to have any of that actual Torah to come with you? You have to have both together. You have to have both. You think about the people... The sages, anyone thinks that they're greater than the sages, can really look at the advice and the life outlook of all the sages. You think you're greater than the Rambam? The Rambam was a worker and a learner. He wrote so many beautiful sperm, but he was also a doctor. You think you're greater than Rabbi Yochanan Sandler? He was a Sandler, a shoemaker, and was a great sage in the Gemara. Hillel had to work to earn just a dinar. Half the dinar went to the base ministers just to enter. Half the dinar went to support the family. You think you're greater than him? People who think that they're too great to work, too great to contribute to society, I have to tell you, that is not what Perkyavos tells us. That is not what the great sages, the great commentators, so many people. Rashi was probably a vintner. That's why there's a whole Rashi brand of wine. There's so many examples of so many sages who were not just great learners, but actually worked as well. So many examples. And the Perkyavos here says, really together, both of them is really where it needs to be. It can't be one and not the other. It can't be the other and not this one. It really should be together. Torah study and an occupation come together. And that helps fight off sin. A busy person who works and learns is really one that could fight off sin. If Torah does not come with work, it will end in sin. God forbid it will be forgotten and end in sin. So if you don't work and you don't learn together... Or if you learn, but you don't work at it, you don't study it, it's not going to stay with you. It's not going to help you. If you're working for the community, don't work for your ego. Don't work for your arrogance or your pride. Work solely for those around you. Not like corrupt politicians we've had in recent centuries and recent decades and even today. 
people who do it not for the kids, not for the people, really for themselves, not the right people that should be running the community or the state or the country or even the world. There needs to be people who really do it for the community's sake, not for their own sake. Those who really work in the community, they work for the merit of Hashem, for the sake of Hashem, exerting for Hashem if they do so. The merit of the community's forefathers and their forefathers will help them and they will be an aid for them. And their righteousness will endure forever. God will bestow upon you as great a reward as if you accomplish it on your own. So the main thing to realize is in our lives, we really need to have that balance, working and learning. Yes, there are some sages who literally can learn all day, and they're the Gedolia Ador. I'm not saying against that, but for the average Joe, the average Balabais, the average kid who's 20, 21, 22, even 30, 40, but spending the whole day in Kola, but not doing anything to support the family, not doing anything to try to earn Parnasa to help, how could it be all on the wife? How could it be all on the family to support you? What are you doing to support your own family? You can't expect to make it just on the $10 that the whole Kola gives you for a year. you got to be involved in learning and working together. Not me talking, Perkei Avos say, saying that you have to have both of me. And not even Perkei Avos, Rabbi Gamliel, son of the Nasi, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi, a great, great sage. They both need to come together, working and learning. Together lets the sin be forgotten. Working at Torah, you know, it's Lafum Tsar Agra. Mitzvahs and Torah don't come easy sometimes. You have to work at it. And it will help you avoid sin. But if you work for the community only for yourself, for your selfishness, that's nothing going to be done. It's not going to be proper. It's not going to be right. You won't have the aid of the forefathers, and it won't be the right righteousness. And you're not doing it for the community, not doing it for those around you. Really, it's only for yourself. Hashem will give you the reward. As if you accomplish it on your own, if you do it in the right way, and you have a lifestyle that really balances Torah and work together. And if you can have a wonderful job that allows you to do mitzvahs in a Torah manner to help those around you, and you do it with a passion to be Mekadashim Shemayim, how the more so would that be wonderful for everyone around you? Sforno points out that the sages have already said, Uma Sheba This nation is compared to a wine, these vines, these twigs are the layman. The people, the roots of the tree, the main element of the tree of the nation are the Balibatim, the people that work really hard and then they come home, support their family, and then they can do a little learning. The Gemara talks about different professions, so some of them are not as good as others, like a tanner smells stinky, very stinky, very terrible, but at least they're working hard. The water carrier of the olden days, the perfumer of the olden days, the wood chopper, these are people that really work, the farmers, the, the people that are out there really schlepping, really working, and then they have a little bit of time in their day to squeeze in an hour of Torah learning. That might be even more beloved to Hashem than the eight hours that a Kola guy has who doesn't even break a sweat, doesn't have to do anything to work. And again, I'm not against Kola people, I'm not against these things. I'm just saying that it's really good to have the balance of the two. It's really good to respect people who work and try to have a balance of the two, especially as the Pekka Avasa says itself. These people that the Gemara talks about were the were the, the heart of the nation, the twigs are the laymen, as Hulan points out, whose efforts in worldly matters individually and collectively sustain our communities in the diaspora. The laymen, the Balibatim of all these jobs, they literally sustain the communities in the diaspora. Therefore, this sage gave them his advice regarding their personal communal efforts. He said that although their personal efforts are primarily for the purpose of maintaining material wealth for the temporal existence, 
you need to make money to put food on the table. Nonetheless, it would be appropriate if they also designate a set time to study Torah. So even if the crux of the day is working eight hours a day, the Rambam breaks down the day into eights, eight hours for working, eight hours for sleeping, eight hours for everything else, including eating and family time and whatnot, of course, learning. You know, you have to break it up into the day. And even though they may feel ill-prepared for this, Still, the exertion of them both makes sin forgotten. It will remove from their heart all sinful thoughts. Otherwise, when they take time out from their business, they will occasionally turn to vain pursuits. He also said they should not think it impossible for man to combine worldly pursuits with Torah study, because all Torah study that is not joined with work will cease in the end. And as for the communal leadership, Rabbi Gamila said it's fitting that all who exert themselves for the community should not intend to gain honor and authority. Rather, their efforts should be for the sake of heaven. Even though the needs of the community are numerous and everyone finds it difficult to deal with them, our sages said, cast communal duties upon them. They will automatically be destroyed, as Sanhedrin points out. Nonetheless, when they do so for the sake of heaven, the merit of the community's forefathers will aid those who manage the community's affairs and the righteousness shall endure forever. And nevertheless, as for you, the laymen who make efforts in the diaspora to save the community from evil decrees of the nation, even though at times you do not completely achieve your goal due to their anger against us, nevertheless, God regard you as being worthy of much reward, as though you had attained all that was necessary for the community. The notes point out that Sforno treats these different missionaries coming up as one unit, but we're going to talk about it now in the notes. He interprets the words of Regalmillion as being directed to lay Jewish leaders. They're admonished not to neglect the study of Torah in spite of their personal and communal burdens of responsibility. He recognizes the difficulties encountered by those occupied in communal endeavors and encourages them tenaciously to work on behalf of the Jewish people. Never be deterred or discouraged in the face of failure, for Hashem recognizes their efforts and will generously reward them. The Pasuk says, Sheba Yipot Sadekakam, get up, get up, and get up again. What they must believe is that they fulfill God's will. If they fulfill God's will, He will certainly fulfill their will as well. Rabbi Gamliel also admonishes Jewish leaders to be sincere, dedicated, and altruistic, for in this manner will they be successful and be rewarded for the Almighty, even in the realm of their personal lives. So that the, the advice from Pirkei Elvis itself is work and learn together. Being a full, busy, beautiful life, being Mikarashim Shemaim at home and at work and in the community is really the best way to fight sin and make sure to work at Torah. Whatever Torah you get, whatever Kadiyah you could get, if it's a Shir once a day or throughout the week, an hour there, a minute here, whatever you could do, work at it and that will stay with you. Exert yourself and your job for the benefit of those around you, for the community in a meritorious way, in a righteous way, and then the whole world will be better off because of it as well. Join us next time as we're warned about rulers here on the TTPA, and I'm your host, Tani.